Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Therese Crow, novelist and speaker. We are continuing our series about rejected the projects and ideas that publishers are tired of seeing. And this is the romance edition. I wish we had like a harp playing in the background. (laughs) I was going to pick a different noise, but whatever. (laughs) So we got response from editors in the general market romance. So not Christian, because I know we cover Christian stuff on the show. This is not the Christian market. This is general market romance editors. And this is what they had to say about the projects that they're tired of. And I'm I'm really curious because I don't read romance at all, but I have some very instant and I'll be honest, judgy preconceived notions that I'm expecting to hear here. So I'm really interested to see if I'm like on target or way off base, I'm excited. So the first, first one that they mentioned, they can't stand it when there's no research done in terms of what they actually pub- publish. So for example, if a story is all suspense and no romance, so they want, yeah. <laughs> so they want to, they're tired of people not researching them or even researching the genre. And then mm. pitching their book idea. So I assume that would be somebody who just doesn't realize that the romance category does not mean there's a romance in it. You know, that's not what the romance category means. It means that that's really the central yeah. focus of the story. Yeah. The will they Suspense? won't they. Sure. Right. The will they won't they. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's huh. more of the, well, when will they? <laughs> When it comes to the romance genre. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I see this, or at least I used to see this when I represented fiction, it would be, yeah, there would be a story about a boy and a girl, but there wasn't any tension. There really wasn't a relationship forming. And then like all of a sudden at the end, they'd be like together, but for no reason, you know? So mm-hmm. the focus was more on the action or the plot and not on the relationship between the characters. Hmm. I feel like that tends to come from writers who have been married for a long time, just because your personal idea of what is romantic changes so much as you get older and as you have relationship experience. So that, that would be my personal guess is if they're just kind of existing and getting along fine. But there's not really, there's no tension. There's no like, (gasps) yeah, draw, you know? Yeah. They don't study the genre by any means, this person. They don't actually know, like, what are the puzzle pieces of this romance book? Yes. You know, Um, the next one, they're tired of seeing a paint by numbers story lacking in originality or depth. And this, I assume, I assume is an issue that can be so easy to fall into with romance. I mean, how many times have we heard people writing stories about a quiet Airbnb host meets a stranger in a small town, like talk about no originality there, no depth. It's just, we've all heard that story a million times. We've seen it a million times on the Hallmark channel. Absolutely. (laughs) 
Side note, I have a video I have to send to you now. Oh. <laughs> it's this. She's TikToking in like Vermont and is like, where is my flower shop owner? I'm single. I'm a successful career woman in New York City. Where, where is my hunk of a man bringing me orchids? <laughs> this is what I think this episode is going to unpack is how writing romance truly takes a skill level and a deep understanding of the genre. And right. you can't just fake your way there. <laughs> right. Well, you really have to be, in order to be good at romance, you have to be excellent at balancing your conflict mm -hmm. because it's not enough that they're just butting heads the whole time and getting nowhere. That's not interesting. Like they each have to make progress right? and continue like, and sometimes they get along and then it's great. And then they fight again. And yeah, it is. It's a lot of plotting. It's a lot of conflict. This next one. They're tired of seeing where the hero, the hero and heroine meet by literally bumping into each other. <laughs> that is so funny that that's, that happens so much that they put it down. <laughs> Don't do that, writers. No. <laughs> I remember I, when I was reviewing fiction, I eventually got tired of like the staccato clicks of her heels, like that, that descriptor. Uh, mm -hmm. I also got tired of the broad sh shoulders, narrow waist descriptors of men. So tired of those. Those oh, are your men, freebies. The broad shoulder, narrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The dude too. Oh, okay. Pops up a lot. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm. Um, all right. This person, they're tired of seeing info dumps in the first chapter. We're all tired of info yeah. dumps, man. <laughs> and I'll be honest. If you're writing urban, like if you're writing like contemporary romance, like it's set, shoot, last 20 years, there's no reason for an info dump. Yeah. There just isn't. Yeah. I mean. Cut to the chase. In, right. Yeah. Writing in the fantasy genre, that's one of those things that you really have to figure out how, how do you finesse this? How do you explain things? Yeah. Completely through context clues. Yeah. Without slowing down the dialogue and without anybody saying, Well, Amanda, as you know, last Saturday I, whatever, yeah. you know, without doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's what makes so, it no. challenging. And yep. It's the writer's job to figure that out. Right. Or to figure out, do I need to move? Right. The start of the story. You probably don't need to move it in the romance genre because right. I know that. I mean, the people need to meet relatively quickly, but in other genres, do you need, do you need to move the start of the story mm -hmm. if you're having that much trouble yep. <laughs> figuring out yep. the info dump issue? Yep. Um, the next one, they're tired of seeing delays in getting the hero and heroine together and, and what this translates into. And at least I know, like if you're writing books for Harlequin, they want the hero and the heroine to meet like first chapter. They want a hookup like by chapter three. Like they have a specific formula that they mm -hmm. expect you to follow. Many romance publishers are not as formulaic as that, but they still expect they got to meet within the first couple chapters, if not, you know, chapter two. Right. They have to meet and things have to start going from there immediately. Mm -hmm. You can't then like jump back to her life at home with her kid and her job. Like it has to constantly be about the right. romance. And then last, they're tired of seeing 
long stretches of unremarkable dialogue. <laughs> dialogue is an art form. And I imagine even more so when you're writing romance, not more so, but especially so when you're writing romance. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Otherwise you're stuck with cliche, mm-hmm. you know, I used to, when I presented in conferences about writing fiction or whatever, I would talk about the importance of, of avoiding what I called Barbie dialogue. I mean, if you listen to kids play Barbies, the dialogue is, Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Great. What did you do today? That stuff doesn't belong in a book. No, <laughs> you know, we, we say we, they hugged and greeted. Yeah. And took their place at the hibachi table. Who knows? I don't care. Right. But and in any case, yes. It's not necessarily realistic. Dialogue we, from a book is not necessarily realistic to how dialogue would actually no. work from beginning to end in real right. life. It's it's there to entertain. The same way if you're ever watching a TV show. And honestly, it, it does bother me sometimes or a movie. Nobody ever says hello, goodbye. They just pick up the phone and they start talking. They just shut the phone. Yeah. And I'm telling you what, if I had somebody in my life that I was calling that frequently and they would just turn the phone off when they were done talking to me, they would not be in my life for a particularly long amount of time, like without a solid explanation behind that. So there you have it. Things that editors of romance fiction are tired of seeing. Not all that surprising, Mm-mm. fairly expected. Right. Nobody's sick of love triangles. Right. You know? Right. No one said that they're sick of small towns or that they're sick of successful women leads. Right. Thank they're goodness. kind of, <laughs> they're tired of the same stuff that they've been tired of for a long time. Right. Which means. Some of these are just writing mistakes, you know? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're writing it doesn't really matter what genre you're writing. There's mm-hmm. never a reason to say, hi, how are you? I'm good. There's no need to ever include that in any book. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gate Crashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. You can send a tip via PayPal. Simply use our link, paypal.me slash gatecrashers, or log into PayPal and search us using our username, which is at gatecrashers. And be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode.